0: Welcome everyone to this live podcast on twitch where you can find the news from the research industry that how our researcher keep on researching on various topics and domains to keep our lifestyle better and useful of course and yes this article posted on our website named postscientist.com. so if you're, if you are willing to check it out please check it out. Otherwise, listening to this podcast will be enough for you guys as it acts like an archive on the daily basis, providing you the information from the research industry. So without wasting any further time, let's get started with the first topic of the day. Teddy sheds more light on the star formation history and structure of YC-1396 <clears throat> It's going uh, gonna be a of course Astronomy topic so most of the astronomer will relate to this and it's the finding between the Given by our international team of astronomers on the IC-3096 pl- uh, cluster of stars So, of course using various telescopes Using various telescopes, an international team of astronomers has investigated IC-3096, a nearby region of ionized atomic hydrogen. The result of the study, published October 21st on rziv.org, yield important insight regarding the star formation history and structure of this region. Star forming regions are essential for astronomers to better understand the process of star formation and stellar evolution. Observation of such regions have the potential to expand the list of known stars, protostars, young stellar objects, and clumps, which could then be studied. Comprehensively in various wavelengths in order to get more insight into initial stage of the sterile life cycle. Located more likely between 2830 and 3080 light years away in the star forming Cepheus bubble. IC 3096 is an HLI star forming region as it contains clouds of ionized atomic hydrogen. <coughs> the region has a rather simple structure and is powered by the multiple overstart system HD 26267, residing near the geometrical center of IC-1396 in the young cluster. Trumpler 37. Previous observation of IZ-3096 have found that it also contains some bright rimmed clouds, BRC, shaved by, uh, by the ultraviolet radiation from HD 206 to 267. These clouds present evidence of ongoing star formation and are perceived by astronomers as excellent laboratories Studying young stars in different evolutionary stages. Therefore, a group of researchers are led by Meda E. Paleo Balindro of the Autonomous University of Mandarin in Spain inspected IC 3096 and its BRC using multi wavelength data from various instruments. We use ground based spectroscopic photometry and GAIA ED. R3 data to study star formation in IC 396. We obtained near-infrared broad and narrow-band imaging to study the star cloud interaction and optical spectra to confirm and classify objects, dead or young star candidates. Desharmen wrote in the paper. The study found that the IC 396 region contains four independent subclusters designated A, B. EF significantly different in proper motion but not in parallax. This finding together the spatial distribution of me- member stars suggests a complex, varied, and varied star formation process in IC 1396. Further investigator of the four subcluster found that they differ also in age. It turned out that the population in the outskirts of subcluster B and E are older on average than those in the subcluster A. The study also determined that the distance to IC3096 is approximately 3015 light years and identified 334 new members of this region. The color-magnitude diagram indicates that most of these new members are intermediate to solar mass stars. The mean age of IC-3096 was estimated to be about 4 million years. Summing up the result, the author of the paper underlined that they altogether point to a multi-episodic star formation process in IC-3096. The kinematics age and evolutionary history difference in group of stars within the same cloud suggested ic 1396 has suffered more than one star formation episode over time from various mechanisms although radical velocity differences mean that triggering is not obvious. They concluded. So these are the findings, these are the study given by our astronomers on the cl- uh, cluster of stars, especially IC-3096. So who are interested in that uh, stars formations will able to understand it more better by this article, of course. We are moving towards the next topic. Moving on towards next topic. New Cellular Productive Mechanism Discovered. Okay, let's see. <coughs> A vast number of biological reactions occurred inside cells, generating various byproducts. Some of these can be highly reactive molecules, and if they build up inside cells, they can cause stress and damage one class of this molecule reactive sulfur species rss are known to play biological function but it was unknown how cells respond to an accumulation of rss now researchers have described a system by which excess rss reactive sulfur species can be actively transported out of cells so this is the I mean, it's not an organization, it's the, of course, uh, reactive sulfur species, we are, which we are talking about, because uh, it's being related to the Indian RSS, so, yep, never mind. Please refer to this only, not the organization, of course. Chemical reaction constantly occurred in cells, including two opposing reactions known as oxidation and reduction. And so it is the key that this balance known as redox homeostasis is maintained for health of cells. RSAs have sh- been shown to act as antioxidants to protect against oxidative stress and maintain redox homeostasis but an excess of artisans can also lead to self stress, Of course, man. By creating a strain of moisture-generated excessive artisans, the team were able to assure that the level of artisans rose in the extracellular space, but not inside the cell, suggesting an active mechanism to transport artisans out of cells. The strict regulation of the cellular level of artisans debt we observed suggest the preserve of an adaptive cellular mechanism controlling the RSS levels, which most likely exists to protect against sulfur stress, explained senior author Professor Yoshito Komagai. Transporter proteins are responsible for moving molecules out of cells. The team founded an amino acid called cysteine. Was key in the export of is suggesting that a particular transporter called SLC7A11 is involved in the transport of varices. SLC7A11 is known to bring cysteine into the cell while pumping another amino acid called glutamate out, as cysteine is a sulfur containing molecule. It was surprising finding that SLC7A11 both imports cysteine and exports arthritis Okay, great man. Self stress uh, caused by high level of arthritis can lead to cell death. Okay. This is thought to be involved in a variety of human health conditions including disease of the heart, cardiomypathy and muscles, muscular dystrophy. Therefore, the surprising and significant result of this study will open new and previously unconsidered avenues for research into sulfur stress and related diseases. The study was published in Redox Biology. (laughs) Okay, great man, great. So it's being useful, very in various diseases, of course, to protect. Uh, the life of the patient, of course, right? More likely in the neuroscience topic. So yeah, moving on towards next topic. So captures the ghost of a giant star. <laughs> it's an uh, astronomy article. So let's see what we get in our universe. Through these findings or through this discovery of astronomers. A spooky spider web, magical dragons, or whipsy trail of ghosts. What do you see in this image? Of the Vela Supernova remnant. This beautiful tapestry of colors shows the ghostly remains of a giant giant star and was captured here in an incredible detail with the VLT Survey Telescope hosted at the European Southern Observatory ESO paternal site in Chile. The website structure of pink and orange clouds is all that remains of a massive star that ended its life in a powerful explosion around 11,000 years ago. When the most massive stars reach the end of their life, they often go out with a bang as an outburst called a supernova. These explosions cause shock waves that move through the surrounding gas, uh, compressing it and creating intricate thread-like structures. The energy release heats the gaseous tendrils, making them shine brightly, as seen in this image. In this 554 million pixel image, we get an extremely detailed view of the Vela supernova remnant, named after the Southern constellation Vela. The sales, you could fit 9 full moons in this entire image, and the whole cloud is even larger. At only 100 light years away from the Earth, this dramatic supernova remnant is one of the closest known to us. As it exploded, the outermost layer of the progenitor star was ejected into the surrounding gas, producing the spectacular filament that we observe here. What remains of the star is an ultra-dense ball in which the protons and electrons are fused together into neutrons or neutron star. The neutron star in the vela remnant placed slightly outside of the image. To the upper left, happens to be the pulsar that spins on its own axis at an incredible speed of more than 10 times per second. This image is a mosaic of observation taken with the wide field camera OmegaCam at the VLT Survey Telescope, VHT hosted at ESO, Paternal Observatory in Chile. The 268 million pixel camera can take images through silver filters that let through light of different colors. In this particular image of the velar remnant, four different filters were used, represented here by a combination of magenta, blue, green and red. The BHT is owned by the National Institute of Astrophysics in Italy. In, and with its 2.6 meter meter, it is one of the largest telescopes dedicated to surveying the night sky is visible light, invisible light, of course. The image is an example of four from such a survey. The WHT photometric HL for survey of the southern galactic plane and bulge WPHAS, for more than 7 years the survey has mapped a considerable portion of our human galaxy of our home galaxy sorry allowing astronomers to better understand how stars form evolve and evolutionary eventually die sorry so these are the study on the uh, on the uh, star of gigantic star Formation of start of course, so Great man Uh, but I mean, I don't have any words because it's just a finding and it's just a discovery providing you or Like a news providing by us. So yep moving on towards next topic Vegetation regulates energy exchange in the Arctic, okay? Global warming is changing the Arctic by causing permafrost, thaw, glacier melt, droughts, fires and changes in vegetation. These developments are strongly linked to the energy exchange between land and the atmosphere. Research at the University of Zurich has show, have now shown that different plant communities in the Tundra play a key role. In this energy exchange, but are not taken into account in climate models. The heat waves that swept across Europe the summer made many people realize how important plants are when it comes to cooling down the environment. But how do the various types of vegetation in the Arctic affect the energy exchange between Earth's surfaces and its atmosphere? This is a highly relevant question since the region has great significance for the climate change. The Arctic is warming up at more than twice the rate of the global average leading to thawing permafrost and melting glaciers regionally. Globally, this warming is reflected in consequences far away from the Arctic, for example in cold damage in ecosystem in East Asia moving on towards next topic similar heat flux differences as between glacier and grassland. an international team led by two researchers from the department of evolutionary biology and evolutionary sorry environmental studies of the university of zurich wzh have has now taken a closer look at the energy budget of the land surface in the arctic according to their study the arctic diverse vegetation which is discredited in climate models is one of the key factors in the energy exchange between the energy land surface and the atmosphere remarkably been somewhat the difference in heat flux between two types of vegetation such as a landscape dominated by lichens and mosses and one with shrubs is about the same as between the surface of glacier and green grasslands says postdoc Jacqueline Aurek, first author of the study. Vegetation types linked to data from 64 measuring stations. Arctic vegetation is highly diverse and ranges from dry grasslands uh, and wetlands to scrubland, dominated by dwarf shrubs as well as barrens with mosses and lichens. The researcher linked this vegetation diversity to all available energy exchange data collected by 64 64 setting station in the Arctic between 1994 and 2021. Their focus was on the summer months between June and August, during which sunlight and thus energy observation is particularly high, depending on the type of vegetation either the surface or the air are warmed to varying degrees, in addition with Increasing shrub density, land warms up earlier after winter. The shrub dark branches emerge from under the snow early, absorb sunlight, and pass it on to the surface long before the snow melts so we Explained Ori. Cooling vegetation can preserve permafrost in the tundra. Okay. Our findings on energy flows in the Arctic are extremely relevant since the preservation of permafrost depends uh, to a large extent on the heat flux into the ground, says user uh, ZH Professor Gabriel S- uh, Spaceman Strub. The study data make it possible to incorporate the effects of different plant communities and end their distribution into climate predictions researchers can thus uh, use improved climate models to calculate weather and to which extent tundra vegetation in the Arctic plays a role in cooling the land surface. Precision model required additional measuring station. Okay, okay. We now know what plant communities have a particular pronounced cooling or warming effect through Energy exchange this enables us to determine how changes in plant communities, which are occurring in many regions in the Arctic, are affecting permafrost and the climate. Says Scenchman strobe this required improvement in data collection, in particular. Although the Arctic is changing rapidly and it has a major impact on the climate dynamics of the entire planet, there are only few reliable maze stations in this region. In addition to calling for current station to remain in operation, the study author believe now new stations are needed in those Arctic landscape toils Dead could only be partially analyzed due to incomplete data. So, I mean, these are the energy exchange uh, provided by our researchers. Of course, uh, that's right, that how it's we can define the. Or regulates the energy exchange in the Arctic, or, Arctic region, of course. Everyone is trying to get the energy source to uh, to fulfill their energy requirement in their country. So, I mean, uh, it's the requirement. It's the solution. So, great man, great. Is going of course. It's being provided on um, by the governments uh, or cluster of governments. So yep. Moving on towards next topic. Just like humans, more intelligent Jays have greater self-control. Okay. A study has found that Eurasian Jays uh, can pass a version of the Marshmallow Test, and those. With the greatest self control, also scored the highest on intelligent This is the first evidence of a link between self control and intelligence in birds. Self control, the ability to resist temptation in favor of a better but delayed reward, is a vital skill that underpins effective decision making and future planning. Jays are members of the COVID family, often nicknamed the featured eves because they rival non-human primates in the cognitive abilities converts hide or cash their food to save it for later in other words the need to delay uh, immediate gratification to plan for further meals the researchers think this may have driven the evolution of self-control in these words self-control has been previously shown to be linked to intelligence in human chimpanzees, and an earlier study of by the researchers in cuttlefish. The greater the intelligence, the greater the self-control. The new result shows that the link between intelligence and self-control exists across distantly related animal groups, suggesting it has evolved independently several times. Of all the corvids, jays in particular are vulnerable to having their cash stolen. By other words, self-control also enable them to wait for the right moment to hide their food without being seen or heard. The results are published today in the journal S- uh, *Physical physophical- Physiological Transaction of the Royal Society B* to the test uh, to the test the self-control of the ten Eurasian jays girdles. Glenn Reyes Richard, designed uh, a, a, an experiment inspired by the 1972 Stanford marshmallow test in which children were offered a choice between one marshmallow I- immediately or two if they waited for a period of time instead of marshmallows the jays are presented with the mealworms bread and cheese mealworms are a common favorite bread and cheese come second but individually vary in their preference for one over the other. The birds had to choose between the bread or cheese available immediately and mealworm that, uh, that they could see but could only get to after the delay when a perspex screen was raised. Could uh, they delay immediate gratification and wait? For their favorite food, a range of delayed times was tested from 5 seconds to 5.5 minutes before the mealworm was made available if the bird had resisted the temptation to eat the bread or cheese. All the birds in the experiment managed to wait for the worm but some could wait much longer than others. Top of the class was J.Lo, who ignored a piece of cheese and waited five and a half minutes off for a mealworm. The worst performer, Dulcie and Homer, could only wait a maximum of 20 seconds. It's just mind-blogging that uh, some Jaws can wait so long for the favorite food. In multiple trials, I sat there watching J.Lo ignore a piece of cheese For over five minutes, I was getting bored, but she was just patiently waiting for the worm," said Dr. Alex Shenshanel at the University of Cambridge Department of Psychology, first author of the report. The Jays looked away from the bread or cheese when it was presented to them. As if to distract themselves from temptation, similar to behavior has been seen in chimpanzees and children. The researcher also presented the jays with five cognitive tasks that are commonly used to measure general intelligence. The birds that performed better in their task. in these tasks also managed to wait longer for the mealworm reward. This suggests that self-control is linked with intelligence in jays. The birds' performance varied across individuals. individual. Some did really well in all the tasks, and others were mediocre. What was most interesting was that if a bird was good at one of the tasks, it was good at all of them, which suggests that a general intelligence factor underlies their performance said channel. The Jays also adi- adjusted. The self-control behavior according to the circumstances in another experiment where the worm was visible but always out of reach the jays always ate the immediately available bread or cheese and the length of time they were uh, willing to wait for the worm fell if it was pitted against their second and most preferred food as the immediate treat compared to their third this flexibility shows that J's only delivers gratification when it is warranted. <laughs> Research by other uh, scientists has found that children taking the Stanford Marshmallow test very greatly in the self-control and disability is linked to their general intelligence. Children that can resist temptations for longer also get higher scores in a range of academic tasks so these are the study given by our uh, scientists of course just like humans uh, the jays are uh, great self-control on itself so yep great man (laughs) i mean of course it's being used Various biological advances and everything so yeah Moving on towards the next topic Newly designed molecule could help treat deadly lung condition, okay Idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis IPF is a deadly condition The only available therapies can slow disease progression, but they are not cured and often cause Intolerable side effects. Patients diagnosed with the disease will die within 3 to 5 years of diagnosis. It is more lethal than most cancers, says Naphtali Chemistry MD Bernard Ingold Pharmaceutical Incorporation Endowed Professor of Medicine Pulmonary at Yale School of Medicine. A team led by Chemistry use a newly designed molecule called MRG229 with potential therapeutic implications for IPF. The study is one of the first to use microRNA mimic as a viable therapeutic in the lungs. The group published its findings October 17 in eBiomedicines. I feel so lucky to have it contributed to this work because it could lead uh, to a treatment for such a devastating disease, says Mr. Ciccioli, PhD instructor at Yale School of Medicine and first author. I got to touch with many hands something that could be good or that could be a big hope for many people, microRNA, molecule, MIR. 29 is linked to fibrosis. Patients suffering from IPF experience scarring in lung tissue that can cause difficulty breathing. Nearly a decade ago, chemistry team discovered that the accumulation of scarred tissue in the lungs were linked to a decrease in a microRNA molecule called miR-29. Other study documented the scarring in other organs. Was also related to a decline in this microRNA. This sparked the team interest in creating a miR-29 molecule-like molecule that could be given to patients with the goal of reversing this scaling. In 2014, the team published its work on first-generation miR-29 mimic, Remilers mi-MRG-2001-201. Sorry. Which showed that high doses of the MIR29 mimic could reduce fibrosis. The doses used in the study was much too high to give most to most human patients. But the work was promising evidence for Yale and me Reagan therapeutics now, Vidrian therapeutics to establish an NIH-NH-LBI funded collaboration to develop microRNA-mimics as IPF therapeutics. MicroRNA-mimics reduce fibrosis in various settings. In their latest study, the team created their new and improved MRG-229 molecule. They chemically modified the molecule to make it more stable and added a peptide that allowed for more targeted delivery. Using multiple models, the team uh, then studied the latest microarray mimic uh, ability to reduce fibrosis. First, they showed that MRG-229 degrees fibrosis is called cult- uh, human lung fibroblast Next, they tested the molecule in mouse models. This model revealed that not only did MRG 229 show antifibrotic activity but could also be administered at a dose barely one tenth of the strength of the original MRG 201. They also found that in addition to being delivered to intravenously, MRG 229, could be administered sub under the skin, which is less risky for patients, and that it could be given effectively at a low frequency date. MRG 2000. <laughs> 201 With this model, we started to see MRE 229 as a viable option for trials in humans, says scheme Finally, they tested their molecule in human lung segments to better understand its efficiency in human tissue. We took human lungs, cut them very thinly and cultured them and then caused ceding in them. Okay, says Kiminski. Once again, MRG uh, 229 was successful in reducing fibrosis. We proved in multiple models in vivo, ex vivo, and in vitro that uh, through using a microRNA mimic we could reverse by, uh, fibrosis, he says. After finding promising results across several models, the team next ran several toxicological studies in rats and non-human primates to access the molecule safety as a potential therapeutic they found that MRG-229 was well-tolerated tol- uh, didn't create any adverse effects. Furthermore, they studied two cohorts of IPF patient to determine the best uh, candidates for a the new therapeutic. In collaboration with Gisley, Jenkins, National Heart and Lung Institute, and Peter College, London, London UK, and Jose Hadiso, University of South Florida, Tampa, Florida, US. They tested blood levels of MIR29 and found that low levels of MIR29 were correlated with an increased risk of mortality. This finding is important for guidance guided researcher to patients who should get this drug in the future, says Kaminsky. A promising new uh, therapeutic for IPF. Kaminsky feels that his teamwork is powerful evidence in support of MRG 229 as a therapeutic. Our study is unique because we incorporated the concept of triangulation in which we tested three models in vitro, ex vivo and in vivo. He says, we do a lot of exciting research where we discovered a lot of things but rarely do we make Something in a way that would be attractive for someone to actually do know, do the next step and test it in humans. Today, the tre- uh, treatment option of for IPF are scarce. One of the problems with many of the drugs that we give is that they are supposed to work in the lung, but they actually hit every cell in the body, he says. It makes patients feel sick and many stop uh, taking the drug because they never feel better. So although current th- therapies improve the lung, they don't improve a patient well-being. Being being mrg 2029 is designed with a targeting receptor to limit its impact outside the lung and was shown to be safe and effective in animals. And the team is awful that the molecule will be tolerable in human patients. MRJ 229, 229 is approaching the end of the preclinical stage of drug development. It will need to be formulated for humans and then tested extens- extensively first for safely then for efficiency in human clinical trials. Before it can be approved for use in patients, says Rusty Mont- Montego Medi, PhD, a corresponding author on the paper and one of the original developers of the drug. We hope that the publication of our work will reawaken interest in the potential clinical development of MIR29 as a therapy in the lungs and possibly other organ diseases. Scared. I would think uh, that with the recent success of ordinary therapeutics such as the COVID-19 vaccine and, and the desperate unmet need uh, for new therapies in IPF and out results, the clinical research community and industry should be excited to try to bring MIR-29 mimicry to humans. I really hope it happens. Moving on to our next topic. I will be back in a minute guys. Welcome back guys low income household more likely to have more power disconnected after hot summers <laughs> low income homes in california are more likely to have their power disconnected about two to three months after days when the temperature exceeds 95 degrees fahrenheit then they are at any other time of year that's because that's when customers receive overdue notices for bills related to their utility using use during those hot days. The findings are from a new UCLA-led new, uh, study published in Nature Energy. For low-income household having just w- one hot day during the August billing period can lead uh, to an increase in the chance of being disconnected in October, said Alan Berenza of UCLA economist and lead author of the study. Low-income households have unique difficulty adjusting to extreme heat events. Higher energy uses, for example, from heavier use of air conditioning, leads to higher bills, which forces some families into difficult decisions. Paying energy bills might mean for fighting uh, food or other necessities. But avoiding paying energy bills could mean that utilities are disconnected. At the same time, forging the use of air conditioning during a heat wave could lead to heat-related illness. And many low-income homes in Southern California don't have air conditioning at all. According to Brooking's institution report, twenty percent of households in the state in this city in of Los Angeles lack air conditioning. We don't want uh, to stop using energy because we need uh, them to be adapting, the protecting themselves. Berencia said and we simultaneously want there uh, to be little financial distress later on when they get their bill. For the study, researchers reviewed the account histories of 300,000 low-income households between January 2012 and August 2017, using data from Southern California Edison, which serves more than 50 million Southern Californians. The study focused on families whose household income below 200% of the federal poverty level. The average summer electricity bill for the household in the study was 101. Point 66 cents. But researchers found that for each additional day with temperature of at least 95 degrees Fahrenheit electricity bills increased by one dollar 60 cents. For each subsequent day. that the temperature exceeded 100 degrees Fahrenheit. The increase was to uh, $1.92 per day. Those, uh, those increases could easily add up to an additional $20 to $30 bill per bill. That might not seem like a dramatic increase for some Californians, but for low income families, the additional expense can be devastating. A study suggested that between 60% and 70% of Americans in 2022 are living paycheck to paycheck, which can make it impossible to cope with unexpected expenses, Berenzio said the study was intended to e- examine how climate change might uh, make that problem even worse as the number of high-temperature days increases. By the last two decades of the 21st century, if today's climate projection hold true, the study estimated low-income households would have a 12 percent greater risk than they do not do, do today for having of having their power disconnected. Public policy solutions that could help address the problem will be complex, Berencia said. For example, policies could be Enacted that require landlords to provide air conditioning for their tenants and that mandate better insulation when homes are built or renovated. Other approaches could include providing subsidies to low income households to defray costs they incurred or extreme heat or tailoring utility companies existing financial assistance programs to provide extra funding after hot weather events bdensia said the benefit we will have in term of avoiding financial distress and having people product themselves wash outweigh any small increase in energy consumption bdensia said especially for this population energy consumption is inelastic it is a necessity of course man of course he added that beyond the day-to-day financial challenges it uh, can cause, being disconnected by utility providers can have lingering effects, ranging from psychological distress to reduce credit scores, health implications and perturbations uh, of poverty. So these are the study given by our (laughs) on this. I mean yep man. Great man great. Moving on to our next topic. Clean hydrogen fuel is easier to produce from seawater with stable hydraulic electrocatalyst. Seawater which comprises more than 94% of the earth's water. Could become our key source in the in the substantial production of clean hydrogen fuel with use of water splitting catalyst developed by Kosh led steam. Water splitting could offer an appealing way to carbon neutrality, especially when coupled with renewable energy sources such as solar and wind powered. Water splitting Involves the breakdown of water in an electrochemical cell to produce hydrogen at the cathode while generating oxygen at the anode under applied voltage. Yet hydrogen and oxygen evolution catalysts that perform well in fresh water become less effective in uh, seawater because of abducted ions that can promote unwanted reaction and poison catalysts high corrosive chloride ions present in seawater undergo complex reactions that compete with oxygen evolution and generate harmful compounds such as hypochlorite because hydrogen production hinges on stable and efficient reaction at both electrodes. These ions are a major challenge for seawater splitting. Kamesh Huyen-Zhang explained that Hyper uh, chloride formation can occur because it demands a low, load operational voltage to meet industrial needs. Than the oxygen evolution reaction. One way to tackle this issue is to design selective anode catalyst with low voltage requirements. A nickel iodine monolayer anode catalyst showed enhanced performance and stability in uh, seawater thanks to synergistic. Effects between its metal components. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry, man, sorry, sorry. Zhang team devised an approach that provides high efficiency and stable hydrogen evolution electrocatalyst for seawater splitting. The researchers created tiny cubic reactors in which the catalyst was engaged in a molybdenum sulfide and protective shell. The catalyst code consisted of a carbon-supported molybdenum-based redox-active compound and featured a zeolite-like ordered nanopodal structure. Using a metal-organic framework-based approach, the researcher combined a metal complex precursor with the linker amidozole in the presence of the surfactant to generate zeolite linked zinc molybdenum cubes. The major of the resulting structure with the theo-ancetamide in ethanol under reflux to form a cubic molybdenum oxide phase confined in a thin zinc sulphide shell. Next, the chemi- uh, they chemically converted the cubic phase into the desired molybdenum sulphide and encapsulated redox active compound at high temperature before selectively etching the zinc sulfur outer layer to yield the nano reactors. The nano reactor exhibited high electro activity and stability in both fresh water and seawater. The remarkable activity and stability are attributed to their unique structure. The core displayed numerous active sites that boosted hydrogen production, and the shell presented several defects within its layer, especially sub nanometer size holes that allowed water molecules to permeate and access uh, the internal active sites. Acting as a chain mail, the shell also blocked and prevented salts from depositing on the active sites. The hard-alcoholic architecture of the nanoreactor isolates the electrolysis from side reactions. Similar to a smart house, the main reaction occurs in the rooms while side reactions happen in the backyard, Zhang says. The finding of published publishing Chem. catalysis, the researchers are, are, are now designing advanced catalysts with specific configurations to achieve a more sustainable energy conversion during seawater splitting. They are also investigating the structural evolution and behavior of the reactive center during catalytic process to gain in-depth knowledge of the seawater splitting technique for future advancement and mass commercialization. Moving on towards next topic, are insects doomed? New study showed added threat of climate change. <laughs> Let's see, I mean, it's uh, study uh, given by our more likely research on this topic. So, yep, let's see. The swing in the temperature that un- accompany global warming could spell trouble for insect populations the world relies on for pollination and food production. A paper led by Northeastern doctoral student Kate Duffy and published in the October edition of Nature Climate Change used as data scientists showed that in addition to rising temperature, fluctuation in temperature increases the risk of insects' extension in the decades ahead. Of the 38 insect species study in the research led by Dufy nearly all were at risk of being wiped out some point between 2050 and 2100. We found that there are an increasing number of events where the population crashed to zero under future climate simulation says Dufy who in august obtained per her PhD. In interdisciplinary engineering from the North Indian and Data Sciences Laboratory in the Civil and Environmental Engineering Department. She says uh, catastrophic events are represent conditions that are too hot or too cold for insects, which, being cold blooded, cannot regenerate their own form of internal blast. Insect population collapse would devastate the food chain and sanitation which depends on insects for close pollination and waste disposal, says Rube Ganguly, a northeastern professor and director of the HDS lab and care dissertation advisor. They fill so many critical ecosystem niches. Duffy says, Duffy, paper to wage Northeastern ecology and complexity researcher Tariq Goyard contributed combined data from field studies of insect population growth and the latest generation of Earth system models. The study determines mathematically and statistically what is expected to happen to insect population around the world during a time of high greenhouse gas emissions. This ability to generate inside of connecting across desperate scales from global climate or Earth system models to laboratory and field studies in something that goes to be the heart of adaptation sciences. This is something incredibly interesting, Gangli says. Previously, research has focused on the environmental impacts of rising temperature, he says. Now, we are saying it's not just that. There is need to look more at the fluctuation and say how to to then maintain ecosystem, ensure ecosystem services and ways to preserve and restore insect populations, says. The risk is higher for insect population in temperature region, such as the continental US, according to the study. There's been a kind of a debate in the lo- literature about whether t- uh, tropical or temperature insects are more at risk for climate change diseases or finding is that temperature species are more at risk, she says. Ganguly, whose lab has reported on finding that temperature fluctuations are a part of global warming, says the swings of temperature may be larger in temperature zones. The that accompanies climate change wasn't uh, an across-the-board bad thing for bugs. Diofee research on dynamic growth in insect population found 16 of 38 insect species studied experienced a significant increase in stability while the stability of 10 declined. But the finding that nearly all 38 population are at risk of collapse in the years or to come is not a contradiction, he says. We thought a lot uh, about this when interpreting results, She says. We found that the two findings were not actually at odds. The population could become larger on average over time, but one extreme event could cause the population to dip to zero is used data from field studies of biting insects uh, such as horse floys and crop pest and crop pest uh, parasites because those are the insect scientists have previously studied for their impact of on human populations. But don't think their disappearance would benefit the planet. Ganglu says in addition to their being extended for more overtly beneficial insects. Even pesky insects are important for our ecology, she says. Diofay and Ganguly says the paper is a starting point for more detailed study that incorporate additional and environmental factors such as precipitation, relative humidity and wind patterns. All of this could be important, says Ganguly, uh, he is also Chief Scientist in Advanced Computing Mathematics and Data Division at Pacific Northwest National Laboratory. This is not the final study that will be done on this topic, he says. This is a starting point. I count myself lucky that we have a professor here as a, pro- a long time collaborator with whom we uh, have a co-authored other papers in related areas including one, in the general nature, in a, a dictatorial note, the Directorate of the Nature Climate Change says that climate change ecology has larger focus on the impacts of temperature increase on organism survival. The work of Diophea and colleagues instead investigated temperature variability and understood the impact which has been proposed as uh, an even greater risk to species their work uh, highlights the importance of going beyond species survival project a focus on static minimum maximum on average temperature values the editor editors says defeated uh, the bulk of work on the study while a doctoral student in Gangli hds lab do you say our research paper was very ex- explore tree in its path when we started it I don't think any of us knew exactly where we were going with it. there are still a lot of questions left to be answered. she says it would be really exciting to drink the dynamically dynam uh modeling together somehow with model dead can account for different ecological factors such as species interaction and different climate factor beyond just temperature even if uh, even if greenhouse gas emission uh, miraculously stop overnight some of the environmental impact on inside population will remain ganglises he said that even uh, as he acknowledges the dangers the danger pose by the risk of extinction, his not pessimistic ecosystem managers uh, can explore where to preserve and uh, enhance biodiversity, perhaps by introducing certain species to new environments, says, What this in immediately calls for is a comprehensive resilience approach for glamorous ecosystem especially a more well designed and informed strategy for preservation and restoration given our finding the temperature fluctuation are also important he says <laughs> of course man of course so i mean it's the uh, researcher provide the advantage and disadvantage of the doomed insects Around, around, all all around the world, and how it is being being very cautious for our human health and uh, especially use for the ecosystem as well as well as uh, so. Oh, I mean, great man, great things. Okay, moving on to our next topic: machine learning facilitates turbulence tracking in fusion reactors. Fusion, which promises practically unlimited carbon-free energy using the space uh, processor that power the sun, is at the heart of a worldwide research effort that could help mitigate climate change. A multidisciplinary team of researchers is now bringing tools and insights from machine learning to aid this effort. Scientists from MIT and elsewhere have used computer vision models to identify and track turbulent structures that appeared under the condition needed to facilitate fusion reactions. Monitoring the form, uh, formation and movement of these structures called filaments or blobs is important for understanding the heat and particle flows exciting from the reacting fuel which ultimately determines the engineering requirements for the reactor wall to meet those flows. However, scientists typically study blobs using averaging techniques which share details of individual structure in favor of aggregate statistics. Individual blob information must be tracked by marking them manually in video data. The researcher built a synthetic video dataset of plasma turbulence to make this process more effective and efficient. They use it to train four computer vision models, each of which identifies and tracks blobs. They trained the model to pinpoint blobs in the same way that humans would. When the researcher tested the trained models using real uh, video uh, clips the models could identify blobs with high accuracy more than 80% more in some cases the models were also able to effectively estimate the size of blobs the speed at which they moved because millions of video frames are captured during just one fusion experiment using machine learning model to track blobs could give scientists much more detailed information before we could get a microscopic picture of what these structures are doing on average. Now we have a microscope and the computational power to analyze one event at a time. If we take a step back, what this reveal is the power available from the machine learning, from this machine learning techniques, and we used to use this computational resources to make progress. Says uh, Theodore Golfino. You know, Polianos, a research scientist at the MIT Plasma Science, and a fusion center and co-author of a paper detailing the, these approaches. His fellow co-author included lead author Wang yung Han, a physics PhD candidate, senior author, Ido Trotty, a visiting professor in the computer science and artificial intelligence laboratory, CSAIL, faculty associate professor at Boston University, and agent at Columbia University as well as others from the MIT Plasma Science and Fusion Center, the MIT Department of Civil and Environmental Engineering, and the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology at Lausanne in Switzerland. The research appears today in scientific reports heating things up. For more than 70, percent, uh, 70 years, sorry, scientists have sought uh, to, be co- uh, to use control thermonuclear fusion reaction to develop an energy source to reach the condition necessary for a fusion reaction A fuel must be heated to a temperature above 100 million degrees celsius the core of the sun is about 50 million degrees celsius a common method by containing this super hot fuel called plasma is to use a tokamak This device utilizes extremely powerful magnetic field to hold the plasma in place and control the interaction between the exhaust heat from the plasma and the reactor walls. However, blobs appear like filaments falling out of plasma at the very edge between the plasma and the reactor walls. This random turbulent structure affects how energy flows between the plasma and the reactor. Knowing what or not the blobs are doing, strongly constrained the enger- the engineering performance, radio, tokamak power plant, need at the edge, adds, glown film plows, researchers use a unique imaging technique to capture b- video of the plasma turbulent edge during experiments. An experimental campaign may last months. A typical day will produce about thirty seconds Per of data corresponding to roughly 60 million video frames with thousands of blobs approaching each second. This makes it impossible to track all blobs manually, so researchers rely on average sampling techniques that only provide broad characteristics of blob size, speed, and frequency. On the other hand, machine learning provides a solution to this by blob by blob tracking for every frame, not just average quantities. This gave us much more knowledge about what it is happening at the boundary of the plasma, Hans says. He and his co-author to, uh, took four uh, well-established computer vision models which are commonly used for applications like autonomous driving and trained them to tackle this problem. Simulating Blob to train these models, they created a vast dataset of synthetic video clips. They captured the blob random and, and unpredictable nature. Sometimes they changed direction or speed, sometimes multiple blob modes, or they split apart. These uh, f- kinds of events uh, were not considered before with traditional approaches, but we could, uh, could freely simulate those behaved in the synthetic data. Hence, is. creating synthetic data also allowed them to label each blob, which made the training process more effective. Draw the Using this synthetic data, they trained the model to draw boundaries around blobs, teaching them to closely mimic and what a human scientist would draw. Then they tested the model using. Real video data from experiment for They measured how closely the boundary the model drew matched up with expert blob counters, But they also wanted to see if the models predicted objects that humans would identify. They asked uh, three human experts to pinpoint the center of blobs in video frames, and check to see if the mo- uh, if the model predicted blobs in the same. In those same locations, these models were able to draw accurate blob boundaries overlapping with brightness counters which are considered ground truth. About 80% of the time, their evolutions were similar to those of human experts and successfully predicted the theory-defined regime of the blob, which agrees with the result from a traditional method. From a traditional method. Sorry. 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 Now that they are shown the success of using synthetic data and computer vision models for tracking blobs, the researcher plan to apply this technique to other plasma infusion research such as estimating particle transport at the boundary of a plasma, hence is. they also made their data set models publicly available and look forward for seeing to seeing how other research group applied this tool to study the dynamics of blobs, says Prior to this, were, uh, bi- uh, there was a barrier to entry that mostly uh, the m- only people working on this problem were plasma pho- physicists who had the data set and were, use, were using their methods there is a huge machine learning and computer vision community one goal of the work is to inco- encourage participation and fusion resource from the board of machine learning community towards the broader goal of helping solve the critical problem of climate change He adds, so these are the studies; these are the finding on the machine learning facilitate turbulence I know uh, uh, and the, it's the end of this podcast i know many of you thinking uh, that i have given you the statement that we have been doing a structure but i mean me and my uh, one member of group not able to provide you the more detailed way so it's a request to you guys to subscribe to this newsletter otherwise it's being very difficult for us to run this Sustain this model so it's a request, otherwise, it's your choice, of course. At the end, I just want to say, you guys, keep researching, stay curious, stay healthy.